Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene Steinkamp. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. We must wait. What if I hadn't shown up? Would you be waiting? Will you believe? Will you wait for you and your household to be saved? Will you believe that it's worth waiting? Ask Missy and Greg, is it worth wait? Was it worth waiting? Is it worth working on their marriage? Dennis, was it worth waiting and then serving and loving your wife when she was sick and dying? So we need to know, and was it worth me waiting and going through all the trials and tribulations that we went through after he came home? Was it worth to be able to share the power of our Lord Jesus Christ to share it to people that I would never expect to fly from England or fly from Timbuktu. We are wanting you to desire to wait, expecting any day your spouse to come home, but wait on the Lord and say, Lord, help me to be able to wait with grace and with love and mercy and trusting you every day. Every day if you're trusting in the Lord because he is going to make that so awesome. There are many of you that have had longer stands. Dennis had longer stands. Fabian and Luz had longer stands. We have a marriage that couple here that waited 15 years, and she did not see or talk to him and, and have communication with him regularly during that time. And I want you to know that it is worth waiting for when the marriage restoration starts and, and, and the marriage is restored and they get remarried. It is worth waiting for. If there's anybody you need to talk about it, it's God. And keep saying, Lord, if there's anything in me that's delaying it, please show me. And otherwise, I am just going to keep believing. Is there anything I need to do? Is there a new way I need to pray? Do I, how do I, can I pray for my spouse right now? What are they going through? And seek the Lord and then listen to what his answers are. And you can ask him one day, ask him a second day, and a third day until he answers you. And he is not going to get mad that you're asking because he loves you. He's your spouse for this season. He's your heavenly father. He wants to answer you. And so sometimes we can get mad at God and, and stop reading the Bible and stop going to church. You know, you may have children, and you've got children going back and forth and everything, and you're hearing all these different things, but listen and see if the Holy Spirit is telling you something that you need to know that you can pray for your spouse. They may be sick. There may be any number of things that's going on. You need to say, Lord, how can I learn to pray? And the Lord will give you wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And I just can't encourage you enough that we acknowledge 
that they are not coming home one week, two weeks, maybe. We do have marriages that find us, and they are having marriage problems, and they are getting restored before the separation and the divorce. And that is the awesome part about our ministry. But we still have you guys that we go through what we went through, and we have to wait for God's perfect timing. And I can only tell you that it will be worth the wait and as Fabian and Luz have said over and over and what he has shared about when he, he came home and he, he said, it is worth it. Oh my goodness, it is worth it. So, you know, regardless of how long it might be, don't think you're going to have to, just because other people have had to wait a long time, don't think your stand's going to be long. Don't receive that. That is not, is that from Jesus? No, that's from the devil. And we've got to understand that. So I just want you to believe in marriage restoration. And the real question is, do you really believe in marriage restoration? You know, are you really, really understand that you're one flesh and we are married for life? And then we have to understand that. In Matthew chapter 21, verse 21 and 22. And while you're flipping to that, I'm going to open up with prayer. Lord Jesus, we just praise you. We praise you that you are teaching us to be waiters. You're teaching us to wait on you for many things. All, every one of us are waiting for something from you. It could be a healing. It could be a financial blessing. Help us with our bills. Help us pay the house. Help us not lose our house. Lord, we're praying for our children to grow up to be mighty men of God. We're praying for the kids to be able to go to college. We're asking you to help the children to touch their wounded hearts and heal their wounded hearts and that they can love mommy and daddy regardless if we live in two separate homes and they don't have to pick sides and they can feel free to to love the other parent. Lord, I pray for all the children that right now have got the anger and the unforgiveness and the hatred for that other person. And I pray you will do all, Lord, all that we can do with these spouses here to pray that that will be removed from these people, from these children, that they will not carry that for a long time into their lifetime, into their schooling, into their grades. And uh, Lord, we just ask for miracles. We ask for restoration of fathers and daughters and fathers and sons and i pray that you will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers lord we need marriages restored and lord we just ask that you would uh, speak loud to all of us and show us if there's anything that we're doing that would delay it otherwise lord we trust you we thank you that we're here we thank you that you have anointed this meeting with your presence and the tears have flowed from me and from all of us and we thank you for the softening of the hearts that we have had touched. We pray that you will continue right now to touch these people right now to uh, know that you love them so much that you don't want them to go through one extra day that they have to wait for. But every day, may it be a special day with the Lord and that no day is wasted without the Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And uh, long stands, I talked to somebody, and you can get victory with joy of the Lord. You can have joy of the Lord and strength and, and trust the Lord and glow and get through that pain and that suffering and um, radiate Jesus Christ. And what your goal is then is, Lord, use me to encourage other husbands or wives that are hurting, that are having marriage problems, and the Lord opened the doorway that you can share that there is an alternative 
and that's praying for your spouse. Imagine if you could stop one marriage or a divorce on one marriage, two marriages, three marriages, five marriages, what, how God is using you before your spouse's return. And that is my goal, for you to have that heart's desire because I had marriages getting restored by them, me sharing my testimony to others and their marriages got restored like that. And I'm thinking, well, you know, and, but they were applying the same principles, but God was telling me, you need to go through these. You have to go through this for a reason. And if you have a call in your life or if you, God's going to use you in the future, you know, it's, it's sometimes we, God is going to take our trials and tribulations to make them an awesome testimony like Luz and Fabian. And because, you know, it sounds, whoa, you know, but they had to go through those 13 years, you know, and it wasn't exciting. We're, we're going praise, 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 praise. But, you know, there was a lot of uh, pain and suffering in there. So please, many of you are going to be used mightily by the Lord in the future. And you've got to be ready and be ready to, um, to be used. So uh, some of you have been standing long and have become complacent. You have become um, lukewarm. You have been on standing. Okay. When they come home, they come home. Okay, what am I going to do now? I'm just going to do whatever I want to do now. I mean, I am free. I can go do where I want to go. I don't have to account for where I'm at tonight, tomorrow, or whatever. Your kids are growing up, and all of a sudden, you are just standing. Well, excuse me, we are in a spiritual battle and we need our armor and we need to take our weapons and we need to start shooting at the enemy and saying, no, I am taking back the territory that Satan has gone and that you're going to go forward and fight the fight because this is where you have a problem that we cannot become lukewarm and stand. And just stand. We have to go and we have to be growing in the Lord and taking back and praying. Join a prayer club. Join whatever in your intercession in your church. Pray for all the marriages in your church that are being attacked. Imagine if we had that. You know, I mean, this is where I want you to be so burdened that you will want to understand that we're not gonna, we are not gonna stand still. We're gonna go forward to pray for all these marriages around the world, and we are going to be a lighthouse. And that is you. If you are being assigned to wait a few days, a few weeks, regardless, are you actively praying? Are you actively doing what God wants you to do? Or are you just become lukewarm and just you're, you're carrying the cross, and it's a burden. No, cast all your anxieties on the Lord Jesus Christ. So we need to understand that. In Matthew chapter 21, verse 21 and 22 says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and it will be done. If you will believe, you will receive what you ask for in prayer. If you will believe, you will receive what you ask for in prayer. Now, I know that um, I was considered crazy, a fanatic, and then at the end, I would have older men and women, the senior uh, saints that were prayer warriors, would come up to me 
And they would say, Charlene, you have changed so much. And you're such a woman of faith. And I said, oh, no, I'm not. I've, I've got a long ways to go. But I said, thank you that you can see it. Thank you that you've noticed the change in me. Because I believe there's nothing, nothing is impossible with God. You know what? That, that is what we sang just a minute ago. Nothing is impossible with God. We don't limit him. And uh, you may get a diagnosis, you may hear different things, but blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to you, her, him, it will be accomplished. It will come to pass if we will be here waiting for it. But some people wait for a period of time. If this happens or this happens or that happens, I'm gone. I stop standing. And we give ultimatums. Well, guaranteed, you've spoken it, you're saying it to other people, and the devil says, I can take care of that. Guaranteed. If this happens, color me gone. And you have got to come to the point that there is not going to anything that is going to shake you, that you're going to get back up and know that you are going to stand because God knew that was going to happen. He's not just up there going, oh, what did they do? <laughs> he knows what's, what's going on. He is in control of everything. So I want you to know that you must believe. You must believe and walk in faith. And this is what a Christian must do their whole life. This, isn't, this is for you the rest of your life, for all of your life, for, for your kids, for your grandkids. I mean, I'm never, I've got more reason to pray now than I did when I was standing for just Bob with all of our, our family members. So we need to know that believe means to accept trustfully. And it's from the Nelson 3-in-1 Bible reference companion I got this meaning. But it says to accept trustfully. To have faith is what believe is. And so I pray that you'll be challenged to increase your faith, your hope, your trust in the Lord, regardless of what you see happening, regardless of what you hear them say on the phone, regardless of what they write or anything. We're not going to receive the negative. We're going to know who was speaking, and we're just going to go forward. The key to believing is, I believe, in Luke chapter 8. And let's turn to that, please. And this is, you know, I always have been praying, and I said to the Lord, where, where's the key to believing? And, and what is it? And the Lord gave this to me when I was studying for this, uh, the conferences. And it's in parable. It's a parable of the sower, and it's Luke chapter 8. And I'm going to start reading in verse 5. And Lori talks about being a farmer, so remember, God has a sense of humor of us all talking about these things. A farmer went out to sow his seed. Some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds of the air ate it up. Now I want you to ask the Lord where you are in this parable. The farmer went to sow his seed, and he was scattering the seed. Some fell along the path, and it was trampled on, and the birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on rock, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns which grew up with it and choked the plants. 
Still other seed fell on good soil, and it came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. And when he said this, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant, and he said, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, that those seeing they may not see, hearing they may not understand. Verse 11, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil remembers spiritual warfare. Here's the devil. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Did you know that was there? Those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy. And when they hear it, they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, trials, tribulation, marriage problems, whatever else of testing we may go through, they fall away. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, pleasures, and they do not mature. They do not grow. But the seed on the good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart, who hears the word, retains it, persevering, produces a crop. Do you see where you are? But do you see where your spouse, what might have happened to them, of when they may have known the Lord, or they had the Lord touch them, and all along of what happened to one of these situations, that they did not get written in the word of God. So what can you pray for? Why don't we believe that we pray for our spouses to go to church, and that the man of God who is going to be there will get convicted by the Holy Spirit every Sunday to talk and pray about sinners, about salvation, about restoration, about prodigals coming home, about children and family members, how the importance of marriage is. It's a covenant. It's not a contract. It's not negotiable that at a time I choose that we have marriage problems, that we rip up the covenant and say, okay, it's a contract, I can go. It's not. And we have got to pray and I am challenging you this hour that you are going to get the burden, because I do it every Sunday, please pray for the men of God, that the Holy Spirit will come upon them, and they're going to do like I do. They don't follow their notes, and they just all of a sudden have the Holy Spirit touch them, and he will see somebody that they know they have marriage problems, and all of a sudden God is moving, moving, and there are families and marriages restored. The, pray for the pastor to get convicted that he starts praying for marriage restoration instead of divorce recovery. We don't need to recover from divorce. We need to pray for the marriages to be restored. We need to pray for your pastor and all your pastors in your church to do this. 
And you are the lighthouse, and you are the link to it. And I am telling you, when I see this many people, and we clasp hands, and we pray in agreement, do you know what God can do in the heavenlies, in churches? He can do in your, your family. He can do in your community, and he can do everywhere. This is not going to be a secret. It's been a well-kept secret for too long. But I am telling you, if you read Saturday Testimonies now, I, I do not give any credit to Bob, but Bob died, and there has been an outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon this ministry like never before. And I am saying the marriages are being restored because we have gotten serious about praying for marriages that God can heal and touch, and we don't give up. We don't give up. And, and if anything, I keep saying, never, 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 never give up. And Winston Churchill, I did a devotional on it once because it was such a powerful statement that he said in the World War II, and we're in a war. That's what, that's what we've been saying. And we have got to get to the point that we do not become weary. And that in due season, we will reap our harvest. Go to Galatians. And I know that, and while we're in Galatians, I didn't get to finish my spiritual warfare, so I'm just going to take a little detour road on purpose, uh, that we need to know that there are the sinful nature. And we talked about it, but we can pray, and we can bind, and we can loose. And the Lord took me to Galatians 5, and I recommend you read the message, or NIV, or New King James, and all the different versions, to get the words of binding against a sinful nature. You may be in a sinful nature, but your spouse is in a sinful nature. They are, and that's what Greg was talking about. We got to crucify the sinful nature. And we want to say, we need to pray daily that my spouse's, Bob's, sinful nature were obvious. They were sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage. Oh, yeah, I had that. And selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. And you know what? That can cover alcohol, drugs, gambling. You know, you can just name any, any of the world's uh, addictions. Pornography, you can put that in there. Whatever the sins that you are battling, your spouse is battling, your teenagers are battling, put it in there. You could have, you could be having a critical spirit, you know, and, and very judgmental as we talked about just a few minutes ago. But pray that we will crucify the sinful nature in our own hearts and lives. But we pray that it will be taken for your spouse and then say, Lord, I bind against that. And, and you know, I still do that every day now. I, I mean, I know that it's, it sounds crazy, but I do. But I loose after I go through it and bind against the spirit of air because they're in air. And the truth is going to set them free. But they're in error right now. They're blinded. They're, they don't see that they're wrong. But bind against the spirit of error. Bind against the lying, seducing, deceiving spirits that's got them so blinded. And um, all of that, we have got to pray against the spirit of infirmity, that illnesses do not attack us. And fear, fear. You know, they could have fear of coming home and you could have fear of when they do come home or the fear that they never are going to come home. You know, that's not from God. 
So we need to pray against that. Bind against the spirit of whoredom. Bind against the spirit of lust. You know, bind against what you see. And if the Lord gives you more, you can bind against it. And then you lose on them the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the love and the joy. And I pray my whole family. I do this every day for my family. Look at the fruits of what my children have rose up to pick up the mantle from Bob and, and what God has done. It's not us. Believe us. We, we could sit at home, but I am telling you God is touching us and changing us also. And I want Tim to be changed. I want Lori and I to be changed. I want us to be more Christ-like each and every day. We're never going to be there till we get to glory land. We're never going to be all that we need to be. So you loose on them the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against there, such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful natures with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not be conceited, provoking, envying each other. And it says, a little bit further down, let's go to verse 7. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please a sinful nature from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all the people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Now I'm going to tell you another homework assignment for your devotions this week is you need to read Luke 1. Because you need to be reminded, not just at Christmas time, what Zechariah did. Because an angel of the Lord appeared to him, and he says, I have heard your prayers. Do not be afraid. Your wife is going to have a baby. And you know what he said in verse 18, Luke 1? Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. And the angel of the Lord is standing there glowing and I, he says, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I've been sent to you to speak to you and tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe. You did not believe my words which will come true at their proper time. Dear Stander, mark your Bible with this. Where are you? Has God spoken to you? Has he given you one promise? Has he given you one sign? Has he given you one dream that your spouse is coming home? That was not from the devil. I want you to understand, we don't have to have 500 covenant transport charts to pass us. <laughs> we don't. I'm sorry. 
And I'm not picking on Covenant Transport Truck Swift or praise the Lord. You know, I am telling you, God can speak to you in your room, in your house, the word of God, and tell you a promise that I am bringing him home. He will be great in the sight of the Lord. Blessed is she who believes what the Lord has said will be accomplished. And how many times do we say, I don't believe you. And... Good thing God is, is, is so compassionate now and he doesn't have us, our silence, zip our lips for nine months because we would be silent here today because we all fail. We all fail. But the Lord is telling us, and this is what we have to understand, is that the question is, will you believe? God is speaking to you. God is giving you this assignment. God is saying, I love your wife. I love your husband. I want them to come home and be the father and the husband. I want to be the grandpa and the grandma. I want your life and marriage restored forever. And will you believe and stand and do it and do all that needs to be done to be more like him every day? And I am saying to you, it is awesome. It is awesome. And don't ever, ever give it up because... I got this notebook, and it says, faith is not believing that God can. It is knowing that God will. Do you see the difference? We have to walk in faith and believe that God is and will do all that needs to be done at his proper time. Dear Stander, I wouldn't want it one day early. I wouldn't want to manipulate it one day early. But I'd pray the Lord, knock down that Jericho wall. I'll drive around that Jericho wall in silence and pray until, you know, you tell me to, you know, shout. But I mean, because I want that wall of separation and divorce and non-covenant marriage gone. But we've got to get serious in, in praying and believing. So... Will you listen? Will you listen to his soft voice as he speaks hope to you of restoration? God wants to speak hope to you. He wants to increase your faith. He wants to teach you and show you how much he wants you to trust him. Believe and trust in the Lord. Well, where are you? Will you believe? Will you believe and let's go to a last scripture before we pray. And it's Isaiah 40. And I want to remind you of who you're serving. Isaiah 40, verse 25. To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift your eyes and look to the heavens who created all these. He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls them each by name. God has named the stars. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. And how many times have we cried out and said, Lord, where are you? I'm in a wilderness. Where are you? And he is right there. Do you not know, have you not heard, that the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? 
He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope, and I have a parenthesis that, that hope means wait in the Lord. I wrote, don't give up, that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. That is for you today to receive. He will give strength to the weary and increase the power of the weak. And I know there are many of you that came in believing. And we're asking you today to surrender and say, Lord, heal me. I want to, you to give me strength. I want you to increase my power and not have me be weak. And he says, but those who wait and hope in the Lord will renew their strength so that when you walk out of here, you are strong. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Lord, we come to you, and we just praise your holy name. We praise you for your word. We thank you that your word will never return void. We thank you that it says that in Isaiah that you will go and break the chains, that you will open the blind to see, and you will take the deaf and bring them. You will take them. And it, it, you have so many promises that we didn't even touch this weekend of that you are setting spouses free. You are bringing them home. And Lord, we pray for that we will be more Christ-like. We will grow in the Lord. We will hunger and thirst for you. And that we will not be complacent in our stand, but that we will want to grow and, and do Bible studies or do whatever needs to be done to be closer to you and learn more about your word each and every day. But Lord, these are people that are hurting. They're bleeding. They could be any number of situations, praying for a divorce to be canceled, praying for a marriage never to happen. Lord, we pray for every single situation and circumstance that is on here. We're praying for the rebellious teenagers that may be in addicted to uh, drugs or alcohol or may be in prison. Lord, we pray that they will be set free. We pray that you will touch our children to touch that anger, that bitterness, that unforgiveness, and touch their hearts this weekend. And we pray that you will restore fathers and daughters and fathers and sons and relationships and mothers and daughters and mothers and sons relationships. We pray that our children will believe like we believe that nothing is impossible. Lord, we're praying for every man or woman that has written these down. And we pray and believe that it is done. It is finished in the heavenlies, and you have answered, and you are going to move these mountain of circumstances and throw them in the deepest sea. And we are going to remove that, all that, and we will have faith, Mark 11, have faith in God. And we will remove that doubt, that fear, that anxiety, the worries of how long, all those things that the enemy has come against us with. Lord, we're going to ask you to take our mind and make it captive, the thoughts that we are having come against us, and cleanse our mind and renew my, our mind to be all that it should be for you. Lord, we are praying that you will touch these people, that they will pray to you right now and seek your face, and may you speak to them and direct their steps. In Jesus' name, amen.
If you're listening to this on Apple Podcast or Google Play, be sure to subscribe so that you're notified when a new episode is released. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you found it beneficial, will you submit a review so it will help our rankings and other people will be able to find it? If you want to reach out to us, you can do so from our website, again, www.rejoiceministries.org. Write us and tell us how you enjoyed this podcast. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit rejoiceministries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.